You know, I saw a piece the other day, the New York Times, actually their wire cutter, they were ranking wine clubs. And the number one wine club is stands out, evidently above all others, is called Wine Access. And uh, the CEO is Joe Fish, and he's got an interesting story and sort of living out his passion. I thought maybe it'd be a good thing to talk about. Joe Fish joins us right now from California. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. So I got to so I got to ask you first. So you're a, with all due respect, you were a bean counter, right? You were a CPA. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you're you're exactly right. Uh, yeah, started my career off uh, as an auditor at, at at PwC. So not the most you know kind of likely of, of of CEO trajectories, but for all you auditors out there, you know it is it is possible. Well, no, I but, but and, and and especially to something really intriguing like this. So then you what you came over and you took a job at the wine club and eventually became CEO. Yeah, so uh, my, my path was about seven years or so at, at PwC, uh, really kind of in the retail and consumer space. And then I actually moved over to Ghirardelli Chocolate Company, and I was there for about two and a half years as, as the director of finance, and then finally got recruited into into Wine Access as the VP of finance about four years ago, moved in role. So I've always said, you know, I, if 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 I can't, eat it if i can't drink it i'm probably gonna have a hard time understanding it so it's a good thing i didn't end up in in you know security software solutions or something like that yeah, no, this is this is a lot more fun and, and, and probably a lot sexier so how do you make the new york times list is the number one wine club in the u.s what is the what's the point of difference because frankly it's a crowded field out there yeah it is you know i think it was something that we were you know felt really honored uh, that 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 we were awarded that, and and when we think, you know, how we approach our day, you know, we always think of our mission as, you know, we're connecting people in place through wine, and if we're doing that, whether it's a wine club or whether it's shopping at our e-commerce store or daily offer, then we're we're doing our we're doing our job. So we're always trying to say, you know, how do we make it easy to discover and enjoy the world's most inspiring wines? And we kind of do that through four different pillars, and it's prevalent in in our in our limited time offers to to our wine club. So it's wine curation. So having you know, what I think is the best team out there, pound for pound, master of wine, master song, foremost uh, sake expert in the U.S. Uh, it's compelling content. So it's really understanding like who are the people behind this wine? What's their story? How can we tell their story? You know, it's ensuring perfect provenance. So the same way that when we're going and we're tasting a chateau in France, it tastes the same exact way as when it hits your doorstep. And then lastly, you know, we are we are obsessed with our with our customer. So it's how do we make sure that we're always delivering that amazing experience? And I think, you know, when you take those four components or pillars in which the the company's built on, and you put it into a club. It really makes it. It really makes it compelling. Yeah, you know, you know, this is something you couldn't have done, probably when you started out as a CPA, because of liquor laws. I, I in fact, I remember visiting Napa. And it seemed like every place I went in Napa asked me to sign. You know, I, what state are you from? Texas. Okay, well, would you sign this? And because we're trying to get the people for you know get the state of Texas to allow us to to import wines, because you 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 couldn't mail it around. Yeah, I think the, you know, obviously the, the regulations over the last 20 years have, have definitely changed and, and, you know, different platforms ha, ha, have popped up. So it, it's obviously an, an industry that's, uh, that's evolving and kind of will continue to evolve. Do you still have closed states? Can you, can you ship to all 50 states? 
so we market into I think about 44 states um, and DC. So a few that a few that we're not in, um, but for, but for the most part, you know, we we cover let's say 90%, 90% of the, yeah. of the U S we, we market into. So how do you fit in? Are you, are you competing with, you know, liquor distributors or, or wine shops or are, I mean, do the vineyards like you, do you help distribute their product? Yeah. I mean, I think at, at, at the winery level, we always see ourselves more as an, an extension as a, as an extension of their own, um, as an extension of their own sales and marketing function. So, you know, a lot of times, like we, we have huge marketing team and, and a bunch of writers on staff and a, and a lot of marketers and an amazing wine team. So I think we do kind of three different things for the winery, you know, from, from a wine sourcing standpoint, we have a wine team that essentially kind of validates like this is an amazing wine. So on a, on a, you know, price to quality ratio, some of the greatest wine minds in the world are saying, we approve this wine. Only one in 18 wines come across our platform actually make the cut. So I think that's one component to it. So every, so they all wanted, they all want to do business with you then. We we hope so. I mean, we, we always feel honored when we get to, to, to tell a winery story. And, you know, I think at, at at this point it's, it's become where we, you know, where people are bringing wines to us and like, please, Let's get this on the platform. Let's go. And we always feel honored that we get to to honor the winemaker and these esteemed estates. Um, so we always remember, we, you know, that's to us, that's always so important because our, our, our winery partners are everything. You know, I, one of the things I noticed about the company is you don't ship all the time. You, you, I guess it's cyclical, but every you only ship like four to six times a year. Is it is it tied to holidays? So for the wine club, it's there. There the, we have a couple of different wine clubs, but the one in particular that that got picked up for for Wirecutter ships quarterly. The rest of our business ships year round. You know, subject to uh, subject to weather. But for the the idea for the wine club was is we've seen a lot of wine clubs where it's every month and it can get it can get over you know it can be somewhat burdensome. And we said, well, one of the reasons why people love coming to us is discovery. So can we give them a platform where they get to discover once a quarter, but at the same time, they can take those new learnings, you know, enter our, 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 our site, and then get to kind of poke around and see what they liked and play around. So that was, that was the idea around the quarterly wine club as opposed to, as opposed to every month. Uh, and and so far it's worked it's worked really well. Well, now I hope you've got inside work because I know you were accustomed to that being a CPA. They don't make you go out to all these different places and taste all these different wines all around the world. I guess do they? If <laughs> if, if my wine team lets me tag along, I'll, I'll I'll definitely go. But our our wine team, you know, when it's when it's not when it's not COVID, is actually they are all over the they're all over the globe. So we just had a couple. That were uh, that were in Bordeaux and in, in, in Champagne. Um, another one of our, our wine team members just got back from Italy, so we're we're going there. Like we really want to build relationships at the winery level, and that's and I think that's a, a point of differentiation for us. So, is this a big time of year for you around the holidays? Are, are you a gift? Are you a corporate gift? Yeah, it's the the corporate gift market has definitely picked up a lot more in the last the last. You know, I'd say two years. It wasn't necessarily a big initiative for us, but it had just started to be. I think anytime you have amazing customer service, 
word of mouth travels so fast, especially amongst uh, amongst the different the different corporates and the, di- the different companies. So you know, November is a big time for us. Uh, December is a little bit slower than November, and then January picks right back up. So I think it's you know load up for load up for the holidays, deplete your seller in December, and then January comes around. You're like, I depleted a lot. Let's build this thing back up. So the corporate business is really intriguing. We've talked to some some people who've who've told us that their business is up, upticking from corporations because they, they're not traveling as much. So they don't send their people out for face to face meetings. So they feel like they need to keep in touch. So they're sending, you know, corporate gifts. Yeah, we've absolutely we've absolutely seen that. I think I think our corporate gifting might be up, you know couple hundred percent small component of our overall business so we have to obviously you know, take it with a grain of salt but i think we're going to kind of we're going to continue to see continue to see this and we're seeing it actually which i think you're alluding to not just during the holidays throughout the different yeah. different parts of the year we're going to have different touch points with my with my with my clients uh so we've we, we've seen that and we and we're we're happy to share you know the the, the love of wine with whoever whoever wants it. So would you ship wine to Texas in July and August when it's a chances are, it's going to be on a loading dock when it's 105 degrees outside. Are you restricted? Yeah, that so, way? I, so what we do in terms of extreme weather, regardless of whether it, wherever it is in the U S it could be in California, yeah. it could be elsewhere. Um, we've worked with, with uh, AWS, with Amazon, Amazon web services, right? To, to really understand you know, zip code by zip code, zone by zone, what what does the the forecasted weather look like and understand if that package is traveling from point A to point B, what are the levels of heat or even cold that it would be exposed to? And if we don't if we don't believe that that wine can make it from point A to point B without being compromised in, in terms of heat, or cold, we will we will pull it back and we will say we will let the customer know, hey, we've analyzed this, we've looked at this, we spent a lot of time. We think that the wine would be potentially compromised if we were to if it were to be shipped uh, to your home. And 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 for us, it goes to the perfect provenance component. That's really what it means for us. Like it's shipped with ice packs. It's made sure that it it is at that steady temperature because we don't want a fried bottle showing up yeah. to your doorstep. Well, are, are you having, are you seeing logistics problems? Cause everybody else seems to be. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's twofold. So I think, you know, one, you have delays coming into port. Now, most of the wine that we're getting coming into port is coming through the East coast, which is, I would say is experiencing kind of less impact than on right. the West coast. Yeah. So we are, there would be a wine where we're, you know, we're expecting it to be here in January, and then we later find out, hey, it's not making it until March. We're like, okay, we got to refigure out what are we going to offer, you know, o- over the next over the next two or three weeks. So I think there's that component of it, and then I think you also too see just the sheer volume of of e-commerce growing across the board, especially from a last mile standpoint. So obviously, you know, UPS and FedEx. Um, are working really hard and really busy, but it's just so much volume that's coming through that you do see potential delays there. And I think the difference being with alcohol, as opposed to something like if you got a shirt, you can leave a shirt or any sort of yeah. like apparel on the on the doorstep. 
you can't do that with alcohol. You have to have over 21 signature. So it does, it does put a little bit of a wrinkle into how, um, into how the customer may receive the wine. And, and obviously we do everything we can you know, with our, with our Napa based customer service team to make sure that we're closely monitoring kind of each shipment and it's getting to the, to the intended recipient on time. But well, it, is, it has been challenging. And, and it, but evidently you do it pretty well. Again, congratulations on, on the title of number one wine club in, in the USA. Joe Fish is the CEO of Wine Access. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for more of a conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.